Welcome to Devos and Doodles. I'm Christy Darty, and I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, Devos and Doodles is a segment I do every Monday on Facebook. And so we will do a little devotion and then we'll do some kind of doodles. I always do a scripture and then I'll show like how you can embellish it. It's a super good time. But now that you're listening, just see what you can get from the devotion. And then maybe you can go back and do some of the doodling with it. Or maybe you're not a doodler and you don't want to do that and you just want to listen. That's great too. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Let's get started. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you are an awesome God and that we can rely on your word. So today we are working through, let your light shine the devotional, and we're on day 22. Our scripture, and let me say, this is by Michelle Neidert. I'm not sure if I got that pronunciation right, but Michelle is the one that wrote this devotion. The scripture today that we're going to letter is from 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we had that theme throughout the whole devotion of light, right? I love, I love, being the light is my passion. If I can be the light to someone and make their day, which all you have to do sometimes is smile, how easy is that, right? I want people to feel good. I know what it feels like when someone stops and makes time for me and is the light to me. So I want to pass that on to other other friends or strangers even. Have you ever wanted something really, really bad and you weren't chosen for it? Maybe in school you wanted a certain class or teacher. Maybe you tried out for cheerleader and you ran for an election and you were not chosen. Maybe it's not you who experienced the disappointment or rejection, but even worse, you've suffered with one of your children who didn't make the team, y'all. Oh, heartbroken. Or sometimes even more devastating, you experience the recent breakup of loving someone and learn that they don't or no longer love you back. There's many people whose marriages can't, can't be saved for one reason or another. Um, is maybe a choice on one of the parties. And um, that's, that's a struggle that hurts. It really hurts. Rejection can leave us aching and asking God, why not me? I remember being on the, you know, uh, at school I was not athletic. And so, you know, in junior high, elementary, I hate when they were like, okay, A team and B team. A team leader, you pick your team. And, you know, you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And you're chosen last you know nobody wanted you on their team it's so hurtful so hard so rejection is god why not me i recently sat in my counseling office with a young woman struggling with her appearance intelligence and talent she had high standards she felt she would never meet she had decided that she thought a beautiful woman looked a certain way and it didn't look like someone with freckles she had decided that she wasn't smart enough to ever make a lot of money, and she loved to shop. She sat in my office tearful and lifeless as she felt she would never, ever be good enough or measure up. It's easy to write these feelings off to middle school angst, but if we're honest, in a culture that says how you look or how you have to do things are worthy of being chosen, we all struggle, and it doesn't matter what age you are doesn't matter who you are. We all struggle in one way or another. 
I think about the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well, as told in John chapter 4. So, um, I love this story. This woman was considered an outcast by the culture. She had made so many mistakes. I believe she must have felt that God would never interact with her or use her for his glory. Yet Jesus spoke to her, revealed himself to her, and then allowed her to be a witness to other, to others. In John 4.39, the scripture testifies to her work and its impact. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did, she said. In 1 Peter 2.9, it states that every single one of us who believes are a part of chosen people, of a chosen people separate from the world. So here's the scripture. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The scripture goes on to describe us as a people for his possession. It's amazing to think that no matter how we feel, we don't measure up in the world, we are still God's. God's possession. We're not a God. God's possession. I want to make sure I made that clear. Zephaniah 3.17, let us know that God even delights in us and rejoices over us with singing. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty war warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you and his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Michelle says, I remember holding my babies in my arms, so happy that they were mine and delighting in their tiny little faces. And I would sometimes sing to them as they slept and my heart was full of joy. They didn't have to do one thing to be loved. I loved them because they were mine. And we think of that with Jesus. We're his. He loves us no matter what. No matter what. As we return to the verse in 1 Peter 2.9, we see the purpose or reason we are chosen in his. We are called to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When we realize his delight in us, just like that woman in Samaria, his love and the change it makes in us, we want others to know. So let's proclaim to those around us the greatness of God who loves us. We are his, Ashley. We are his. Hi, Mary Jean. So what do you know about the Samaritan woman? Why was it so... Why was she out in the getting water at the well in the middle of the day? It's so hot, steaming hot, right? Why was she there? We think it's because she was probably shunned by the community because she had had five husbands. She was living with another guy or with another guy. And, uh, you know, she was shunned by the community. And so when the women in the mornings went to the well, when it was cool, she was the outcast and didn't wasn't, I don't know if she didn't want to be there or if people, you know, made her feel like she wasn't there. We don't know. They might've told her she couldn't come there, right? Hi, Veronica. Chosen by God. Wow, the greatest love of Jesus, the kind of kings, loves me and each of you. Wow. Um, and so another thing, um, she wouldn't want to be around those other people too because don't we feel that guilt when we know we're doing something wrong? So I looked up, I was kind of dissecting the scripture 
And I wanted to kind of tell you some things that I read that helped me understand a little bit more. You are a chosen race. What does that mean? What does a chosen race mean? Well, what I understand is it's like the spiritual race where the church, right? And so that's what it means by, by race. We share a spiritual father. Okay, and then the royal priesthood. We don't need a mediator to talk to God. Some religions think you have to pray to someone else to be able to speak to God, but we have that personal relationship. We don't have to do that. We have access to him at any time. Uh, and the own possession, he has taken ownership of us. We are his people and we belong to him. I love belonging to him. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I do know about y'all. That's why you're here, <laughs> right? Okay, so that was the, the little lesson for today. That's a wrap on our podcast version of Devos and Doodles. Again, remember, you can go and do the artwork with us if you just go to my Facebook page, Create with Christy.